0: Hello and welcome back to Manifestation Vibes of Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, I'm so excited because this is, um, this. Masterclass. I have now condensed, well, my podcast manager, Ebony, love you, um, has condensed this into an incredible podcast, a couple of podcasts so that you're able to really get so much juiciness, so much goodness, to be able to listen to so that you can expand your own businesses. I know for myself that anytime a free offering has been given to me in podcast format, it literally lights me on fire and gets me so fucking excited. So I wanted to be able to do that for you guys as well. So in this container and in this space, we talk about all of the steps of the reality of building and growing a sustainable coaching business. So what this means is that I go through in depth, all of the things that I had to overcome, all of the things that um, um, I have learned. I, ha- I talk about strategy. I talk about mindset. I talk about social media. I talk about money. I talk about all of the backend systems. I talk about emotionally and energetically what I had to go through and what a lot of my clients have to go through. It is so in-depth and so incredibly valuable. So I really strongly recommend that you go in with a beautiful open mind and you have the opportunity to be able to take notes. What I also want to say before we kind of get into anything is that at the moment, the content reset, the container, it's a two week long container that takes you from comparing yourself, comparing yourself to other people, comparing content, kind of doom scrolling 24 seven to creating content with confidence and with ease and with simplicity It's currently running and right now you guys can join it. The investment is 333 and the results already have been absolutely breathtaking. I had one person who said that they hated social media initially when we first got into the session Within a day, literally 24 hours later, had created eight posts, had posted a reel with no makeup on, had not done their hair, nothing, and had felt more confident and had more engagement than ever before. We've also had clients within the space of a day have followers go up by 20, by 50. It's incredible what is happening in this container. And the investment is only 333 um, because I want to make it as accessible for as many of you as possible so that if you're feeling uninspired with your content, if you're feeling down on your business and you're really wanting to grow your coaching business, be it from the ground up or be it from a place of wanting to scale and grow what you've already got and you feel like you're getting into that comparison mode, then make sure that you join this. I cannot tell you how much you're going to get out of it. It's so fucking Expansive and so fucking vital. So, link is down below for that. I also wanted to let you know that I'm taking on three business one to one clients as well. Um, This is not something that I typically advertise for. I usually get a lot of inquiries about it already anyway. However, because my life has changed and circumstances have changed, okay. Anyone who hasn't listened to this, you will have known that a little bit little while ago I had a miscarriage. If you haven't listened to that podcast, make sure that you do if you have the spaciousness to do so. And as a result, my October has freed up quite significantly. So. I'm taking on three one-on-one business coaches, business clients, (laughs) business coaching clients. So if you're somebody who's wanting to expand your business, to grow your coaching business and grow your offerings, grow your revenue, grow your reach, grow your impact, then make sure that you definitely send me a DM on Instagram. This is for some, this is for people who are at the beginning stages Or who are well-versed and they're far along their path. You can be all the way from $0 revenue per month, all the way up to 50K revenue per month, or wanting to scale to 50K per month. Um, I'm taking on anything in between with that because I have worked with all different kinds of clients on exactly that. So make sure that you definitely send me a DM if you're feeling interested and we can have a bit of a chat. I'm also taking on one more mindset client. So one more mindset client for October as well. So if you're interested, make sure that you check out the link down below. For business clients, make sure that you send me a DM and we can have a bit of a chat. So I love you loads. (laughs) I hope you have an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, rest of the day and let's get into the podcast. I'm very, very excited. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this masterclass. I'm very, very pumped for tonight, for today, not tonight, for today's session all around growing and scaling your online coaching business. And the intention for today is really, really simple. It's really to share the truth of what it takes to be able to grow and scale your online coaching business, in multiple different areas, right? We're going to be talking about um, emotionally and energetically what it takes. We're going to be talking about strategic wise, backend systems. We're going to be talking about um, money. We're going to be talking about social media. We're going to be talking about marketing in the social media format as well. We're going to be talking about sales and money. We're going to go into a lot of detail around all of these things. And I'm going to be sharing the honest fucking truth about what it takes because i think that sometimes it's very much glamorized in this industry if you can relate to it being glamorized or being kind of glorified also comment right and anything that you take from this experience or anything that you kind of gain from this experience i also implore you to comment it on the live um or to write it down and to have it in your in your notes for later on as well the reason why is because we're going to be going through a lot of things today and it's also it's it's so fucking valuable and if i knew this either at the early stages right in the first year or so or at every single point when i was trying to expand and grow the business even more if i knew even half of what i'm going through today a quarter of what i'm going through today I would have taken more messy, imperfect action than ever before. Like I would have been able to put myself out there so much fucking more. And I'm I'm loving that there are a few more people joining as well. Saying hello once you've joined, uh, you are so welcome here. Very very exciting. So we're going to be talking about like sort of the things that I have learned over the last five years again I've been in this space and in this industry for five years and I think that I, I mean I don't know about you guys but I learn a lot from experience like when I hear other people talk about their experiences and the things that they've gone through the ups the downs the trials the tribulations everything in between and so I'm going to be talking about my experiences hello hello but I'm also going to be sharing about things to do with my clients as well because a lot of this has to do with stuff that I work with with my clients as well right a lot of this has to do with that too so i'm so excited everyone's here it's super exciting so we are going to be going through social media we're going to be talking about marketing we're going to be talking about branding some of the kind of things that i thought marketing and social media would look like and in reality, what it's actually like and the kind of differences that it that it brings, um, which I think a lot of you will get a lot out of. As well. <laughs> We're going to be talking about sales um, and the fact that, you know, uh, there's so much resistance around sales. There's so much resistance around the sales process when it comes to doing this kind of work. And I totally get why there's so much resistance around sales. It can feel slimy, it can feel sleazy. Sometimes people's um, process of teaching process of teaching sales can be a bit gross, AKA, you know, and not to say that this is, this is bad or wrong. It just doesn't necessarily align with me, probably similar to you guys. I don't know if you're similar in this way, but you know, like the DM, the cold reach outs, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if it aligns with you guys, but for me, it just never really aligned, right? And so I remember getting taught these strategies and going, sorry what and then we're going to be talking about like the process of sales we're going to be talking about marketing and we're going to be talking about social media and all those bits and pieces to be able to support you in a really powerful way we're going to be talking about financially what had to come up as well yeah there's a lot of ick that can come through um we're going to be talking about financially and money wise what can come up as well um When it comes to the financial pieces around all of this, I think that there's a lot of like manifestation guides and support in helping you manifest more money, right? But then in terms of like running a business on a strategic level, we need to kind of understand or start to begin to understand what it looks like to actually run a business on um on a monetary level right and where we're actually putting our money and (laughs) this is something that again kind of gets glazed over especially by spiritual types i'm very spiritual as well and like don't don't get me wrong you know no one's perfect with all of this but knowing how a business actually runs aka accounting aka tax really really important um i remember i don't know if anyone can relate to this but i remember in the first like year or two i would sabotage a lot of the work that i was doing aka you know somebody sent me a dm i would be slow to responding um or if somebody sent me an email i would take ages to respond and mostly more because i felt like i couldn't hold it i couldn't handle it and i was terrified of earning over seventy five thousand dollars because that means you have to start paying gst i shit you not this was a genuine fear of mine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know how to run that, right? I've done other stuff with the accounting, but I wouldn't know how to run that. I wouldn't know how to handle that amount of money, right? And and this can be a major um, a major hindrance of like, I don't know what to do. Therefore, I'm just going to like block it. And you don't even realize that you're blocking in so many different ways. Um, so we're going to be talking about the financial, financial pieces of this. We're going to be talking about money. We're going to be talking about offerings and containers, my goodness, the uh, offerings and containers is going to come through in everything that I speak about, right? Because it it, it does, it does filter into your your mindset, your strategy. It, it filters into social media. It filters into sales. It filters into money, your relationship with money, your, your relationship to being able to hold more. So we are going to be talking about that um, as well. That's going to be filtered through with all of this. There's a lot of stuff that goes into running a business. There's a lot of stuff that goes into running the back end of a business and setting things up for an offering or for a group pro. Program or for a one-on-one program whatever it might be and when we kind of break it down on a strategic level you're going to feel a lot more comfortable with it <laughs> because again this can be just kind of overwhelming as well so we're going to be feeling into like the energetic pieces the strategy the, the strategy pieces are going to be filtering into the mindset pieces the biggest things that I really needed to learn and needed to understand and in body, in order to be able to build this multiple six-figure coaching company. Now, a little bit of background about me. Some of you guys will know me quite well. Other people who are not here live might not necessarily know me very well. Um, but I have been in the space. I'm now in my fifth year in the space. I started off as, like, I think body image coaching and then I think I moved to like confidence coaching then I moved to anxiety coaching <laughs> then I moved to empowerment coaching then I moved to what else have I done Um, I've done like I was for a while there was like totally in the business coaching space and like I've rebranded a million times I've shifted I've changed niches a million times I've worked with over a thousand people at this point and um, you know it's it's been a beautiful journey but it's been fucking up and down right really up and down and I especially like the first year was pretty chaotic or even that time where I was wanting to expand even further. And so I'm curious to hear in the comments, Oh, it's 11.11. 11. I'm curious to hear in the comments, where are you guys at with your business? Are you in the early stages of your business? Are you in the first year? Uh, yeah. <laughs> woman of many talents, woman who wants to do it all, woman who is a manifesting generator, who likes to do everything. Um, So <laughs> yeah, woman of many talents, but woman who does a-, a lot of different things. So I'd love to hear Are you in the first year of your business. Are you in the place where you're wanting to sign a couple of clients? Are you in the place where you're wanting to expand and scale your business are you in a place where you're in the first couple of years second year third year fourth year Um, you know have you hit a plateau I'd love to hear in the comments also you don't have to comment this if you're not comfortable but I would love to hear from you guys about where you're at with things yeah first year awesome well you know first year guys you're gonna get a lot out of this and you're also gonna realize how imperfect my shit is like how imperfect my journey around this has all been, right? The first year that I was in the coaching space, I think it took me six months to sign a client before I actually signed a client, a paying client um so the first six months like nothing fucking crickets i really struggled to believe in myself during that time i felt massive imposter syndrome and also when it comes to imposter syndrome at the early stages of your business um you are probably going to experience it because you just might not really know that much about what you're doing it's not necessarily a bad thing we just have to we have to remind ourselves that like you know, people come to you for a reason. They come to you based off of your experiences, but also your knowledge and your wisdom and how you're able to share with them and shift their lives as well. So really, really, really important. But I remember, yeah, the first six months was fucking rough. Right. And I worked with so many clients, a lot of guys who are in this space as well, actually, who are watching this live, who in the first year it has been fucking hard. Right. Or even when they're in the place where they're starting to want to scale, right? They've got a really good base. Perhaps they're at that 10k or the 20k consistent months, and then they're wanting to scale further past that. But then, whoo, You know, their shadow shit comes to the surface. Their ego comes to the surface. All the uncomfortable feelings come to the surface. And this has been me as well. So, you know, <laughs> full transparency. Like every single time we're looking to scale and expand and grow further, usually all your stuff is going to come to the surface. Um, So scaling and expanding. I love that, Anthea. Uh, First year, trying to feel what finds right, rebranding left, right, and center. Yeah, Shelby, this is going to be really helpful for you. Um, Early stages, but wanting to run and expand, working hard on mindset so I can attract my tribe. Yeah, massive, right? And mindset and energetics in this influences strategy. If you have a really good strategy and strategic plan, but if you are not looking at your mindset, it's going to fall flat right? If you're not looking at your energy, if you're not looking at the shadows that are coming up, it it doesn't matter how amazing, right? It does not matter how incredible, amazing, wonderful this strategy that you have is. You are either going to sabotage it, not give it your all, or you're just going to give up on it really fucking quickly, (laughs) right? Then these things can happen. So, I was just about to say, you sound like a manager and yeah, I'm coming up for my first year. Yep. Yeah, amazing manifesting generator. And I feel like I'm all over the place. It's totally normal to feel that way. And I think like structure for a manifesting generator is really helpful and really powerful. Um, and you know, we're going to, we'll talk more about that so that you can be in your creative flow, right? So for me as a manifesting generator, I have to have really strong systems in the background so that I'm able to go and do things in the way that I want to, and to kind of go, okay, I have this idea, I'm going to launch it. And without that, that structure and the baseline and the background behind the scenes, it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to do that. Um, So getting ready to launch this practical knowledge of on how to will be such a massive help. Yeah, amazing. And also like when you get into launch, all your shit's gonna come up and that's totally okay. (laughs) That's all part of this journey as well. Uh, So you work one-on-one, yeah, feeling this. Never thought so many shadows would come up even after doing the work for years. I was not prepared. Telling you right now, it's because typically with a lot of this work, right? With coaching, it feels so deeply personal. It feels like such a deeply personal thing that we're doing and you know we are sharing our hearts we're sharing our journeys we're sharing ourselves and a big part of creating a lot of success in this space is not just having the skill set it is about sharing your journey as well and your mission and so when a lot of people get really up in arms and they get uncomfortable about it it's like well this makes so much fucking sense because of the fact that you're being you're being vulnerable on a platform where you don't know who the fuck's watching it you don't know you can't tell who's you know saying what and all those bits and pieces so feeling the judgment is a really big thing and it can be really quite stifling right and like i'm, I'm launching something at the end of this and that's going to really help around the content and putting yourself out there and being seen and all the bits and pieces because because it's something that I see most people in the first year or even as they're trying to scale really come up against and really struggle with because because it's just really chaotic right so one of the things that I want to talk about first off the bat and I have like a ton of notes all around me but this wasn't in my notes but I think it's really important to look into is I want you I want to just remind you guys that You are here to do something that is so fucking powerful, right? Everybody has a reason for becoming a coach. Everybody has a reason, a mission on their heart, a reason why they're here to be able to support people and help them as they grow or as they expand or help people's businesses grow and expand. Everyone has a reason why they are in this. And the reason why needs to be, firstly, It has to have something to do with you. Of course, you wanna live a good life. You wanna have a good lifestyle. You wanna have a roof over your head and like, you know, nice things, all those, all those bits and pieces. It has to include you, but it must be bigger than you, right? It must be bigger than you. So the reason why, why am I, why is it so important that I do this work? Why is it so important that I help change people's lives, help them with their confidence, help them with their businesses, help them with their mindset, help them with anxiety, help them with their strength training, help them with the, you know, the way that they look at themselves, right? Why is it so fucking important that I do this? And yes, there's an element of like, it's important because I obviously want to live a good lifestyle, but it's really important because I don't, for example, I don't want anyone to feel the way that I used to feel. For example, I want people to bypass a lot of the mistakes that I made. I want to make sure that people feel like they can love themselves and they can accept themselves and they can show up in messy, imperfect action and still have the business of their dreams, aka one of the reasons why I'm I'm doing this. The why has to be massive, right? It has to draw up all of those emotions because that's going to keep you going when your motivation falters. Because let's be real. Motivation doesn't fucking exist, babe. <laughs> it literally, literally does not exist, right? And it's one of those things where like it only get it only comes through from momentum, but there has to be something driving you beyond yourself because otherwise you're not gonna do it. And there is reasons why each of you are here. And I'm even curious to hear, right, if you guys were willing to type it, typing out why, why did you start your business or why are you gonna launch your business? Why is it something that's really, really important to you, right? what's the mission behind it what's what's the reason for this yeah because this is going to help you in multiple different ways to be able to continue to show up and to continue to do the work or to continue to invest in yourself and invest in your future when you really don't fucking want to <laughs> so for me my why when i first started versus today is slightly different but when i first started you know i got into coaching because i had seen psychologists i didn't really do anything i fell into coaching I did the coaching process. I had never felt more connected, more um, aligned with myself. I never felt better about myself in my life. And I went, people need to fucking know this. How have I never heard of this before? What the fuck do you mean? Uh, everybody needs to hear about it, right? And so for the first six months, when it was quiet, and honestly, if I had hired a coach in the first six months, it wouldn't have been nearly as fucking quiet, right? <laughs> it's a big lesson. Hire somebody who can hold the vision when you can't. But if if I had had somebody helping me, it would have been a lot more helpful. But after that six months, well, that year of like pretty messy, you know, inconsistent results, I know that if I didn't have a mission as to why I was doing this, I would have given up. And perhaps that's the Aquarius in me as well, because I'm, I'm an aqua girl. But it was really important to have that. So I'm, I'm curious to hear. I haven't seen anyone comment yet their wise, but I am really curious to hear them as well. Really, really huge. Really, really huge. <laughs> amazing so let's go into some of the emotional and energetic pieces then we're going to go into a lot more strategy but i want to set up the basis of the emotional pieces so again the how first first thing here that i had to do was connect to why i was doing this and that was the thing that kept me going when i couldn't be fucked. it was the thing that kept me going when everybody in my life was looking at me like i was some fucking crazy bitch, and i still get that don't get me wrong like i still have people who go what does she do? Like, what? No, I didn't get it, right? Yeah, I kind of get it, but like, what? I don't fucking understand, right? So it, it has kept me going when everybody had something to say or didn't necessarily agree with it. And I have no doubt that you guys right now have had those kinds of projections uh, placed upon you as well. So emotionally and energetically, what it took for me to be able to create this and to continue to create it. Now I don't know about you guys, but when I first started working in the business, and when I when I first opened my business for the first, I think twelve months, maybe, actually can't remember exactly how long it was for. Um, but I worked part time because um I wanted to make sure I could invest in courses. I did. I think I invested. I don't know if anyone remembers like Grace Lever she had this thing called the doing academy and i invested in it and i was like oh my god it's like two thousand dollars what the house is so expensive blah, blah blah and it brought up all my shit. of course <laughs> as any investment does like i've invested two thousand i've invested over a hundred thousand right we can invest lots of different things and all of the same stuff is going to rise to the surface um so when i was doing that though because i was working in this part-time job i sometimes would feel these feelings of imposter or uncomfortability and it's really like of course in the early stages you're just starting to build a business you're probably going to need to get support right and that can come in the form of like you know people around you supporting you so that you can go all in or that can look like having a part-time job i have no issues with somebody having a part-time job i've had clients where i'm like yes if this is going to help you feel grounded and supported then have a part-time job especially if you can't from a background of experiencing a lot of trauma and feeling like you are dysregulated quite often right when that happens you're less likely to take these major leaps because you have this dysregulated relationship with money we're going to talk about the relationship to money so if that makes you feel okay for the first 6 to 12 months or 18 months or whatever it might be for having this part-time job you know do it (laughs) <laughs> do it do it because it's going to help you feel regulated and obviously work through the the uncomfortable pieces work through the limitations the main beliefs that the trauma as well which is going to be huge um the transition to our ideal self isn't as far as people think. It never is. It never is. You'd be surprised so much of this stuff I continue to work through and you'll realize just how much you can be a fucking human being and you can go through ups and downs. You can still have the business that you want. Um, So for me, on on an emotional level, I had to detach as I was working part-time. I got into this state of working in my business and I would just become a worker bee, right? I would be like, okay, I need to make content. I need to go and hustle and make content and do it in the fastest amount of time, blah, 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 blah. And I had this idea of the busy bee worker rather than the mentality of like, I am building a sustainable uh, business, it's going to have longevity. And so I had to detach from this mentality of being this fucking busy worker bee. So that was really important and go, okay, well, how would it be? If I was showing up as a CEO, if I was building a business and I had to actually shift the energy of like, I'm building a business. It's going to be amazing. I'm tuning into the energy, the frequency of what this business is going to look like, how it's going to help people. And visualization was really important for me, especially in the early days. It's still important to me to this day. I like to visualize fucking everything. Um, Any of my one-on-one clients will know a lot about that as well. So seeing that this got to be possible was really important, but detaching detaching from this busy bee worker mentality and stepping more into a ceo and a business owner was really important i also had to which was very very important um i had to stop treating my business like it was a part-time gig i don't know about you guys has anyone done this right <laughs> we can sometimes treat our business like it's a part-time gig and we're like okay you know oh it's just this thing that i do part-time like it's not a big deal and we kind of downplay it when we downplayed it in our mind We downplay the amount of energy we're going to give to it. We downplay the amount of effort we're going to put into it and we downplay it to other people, right? And downplaying it to other people means that they're also going to have the perception that it's just like a little thing that you do on the side, right? If you treat it like a part-time job, you're going to have part-time results, you know and that's like the the, the frequency because just energetically what you're putting into it but also it's the mindset that you're having so i used to do this where i would treat it like this part-time thing that i was doing and then i was like hmm, why am i only getting you know a couple of clients and enough to just sort of get by like why is that happening well i wasn't tuning into the vision of where it was going to go and i was just treating it like a part-time geek so i had to change this idea of it being a side hustle and by all means if you only want this to be a side hustle and in addition to your revenue that's fantastic but if you want to grow and scale an online business and this be your business be this be majority of your job then you have to change your fucking mentality around it your mentality cannot be oh yeah it's just a part-time thing it's something i'm dabbling in i'm just like dipping my toes in right it's not it's not fun yeah side hustle guilty i need to step into my ceo energy yeah Um, I'm a coach. Yes, fantastic. Owning it, owning it. And if people ask what you do, know what you do. Know who you help, right? Have that in, in your back pocket. When somebody asks me, I know what I do. But also at the same time, if I know I'm going to get kickback, okay, I'm talking to like a fucking, you know, a boomer who doesn't know what the work is that I do. I usually just say I'm like a hypnotherapist. I'm trained in it. So it's easy to say, (laughs) but you know, it's, it's really important, especially with the people who might potentially be your ideal client to talk about it. Like it's exciting to have confidence in it, to have clarity in it. And to actually look at this, like, wow, this is really fucking helping people and shifting your relationship to the business and the energy of the thing that you're having. Does that make sense? Is this landing for everybody? <laughs> yeah, so I used to, and then I went into the receivership masterclass and started treating it completely differently. Yes, saw results in both your yourself and your bookings. And that is one of the masterclasses that I ran a couple of months ago. No, maybe a month ago all about receiving more clients and it was really around like shifting the energy and the frequency that we're putting out there and you know it's it's no surprise to me that you've seen a massive shift in your in yourself and your bookings so this has been a big part of shifting my energy with my business realizing what the fuck am i actually doing <laughs> absolutely i do mindset coaching on the side Ooh, I, don't get me wrong it's totally fine to honor where you're at Don't get me wrong, it's not a bad thing, but we just want to make sure that we're fully fucking owning our power and our energy in the space. And if it's hard to do that because you're surrounded by people who are not in the space or they don't believe in the space, like this was me, by the way, when I first started, that was me. I really struggled to connect with people because... There was just no one in my world who was doing it. So I connected to people through my courses. Um, I hired coaches, I joined masterminds, I joined courses like the one that I'm running in the next couple of weeks. And I would just like literally ask people to be my friend. I'm not even kidding. Because I was like, I need friends who fucking see the vision, right? Because I can have friends who don't and they still love me and support me, but they don't get it because they're not in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was helpful to do that too. Um So that means that you're just surrounding yourself with amazing energy. Treat it like a hobby. You get hobby money. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I also had to decipher the difference between myself and my business. So sometimes you can feel like, okay, I am in the early stages of this business. And we can sometimes be like, okay, you know, I, I feel like I have to micromanage and look after this business and be over the top of this business and watching this business 24/ 7 and almost being in a state of anxiety and feeling like the business is all you, right. And in the early days it absolutely it's like uh, now I have a team that supports me, I have a podcast manager. I have a, an assistant. I have um, a, a financial person who comes in and does a lot of the book work. That was not like that at the beginning. Don't get me wrong. Like this had to evolve and expand as time went on. Um, but you know, in those, in those early stages, I would feel like it's all on me. It's all on me. And I used to feel this like weighing down pressure. And even like as you kind of grow and expand, you can still feel that weighing down pressure. So I had to realize and remember that. On an energetic level, and if you're not into energy, still stick around because you're going to get a lot out of the strategic side of things as well. But on an energetic level, my business is separate to me. It has its own entity, right? So the business itself, I am me, and this is the business, and it has its own entity as well. And this has been so incredibly helpful not only for the early stages of thinking my business is always working for me behind the scenes even when i am feeling sick and i can't look after it or even when i am really exhausted and i can't look after it This helps you to go, I can switch on and off from this thing. And I don't have to be in it 24 seven because yes, I want you to treat it like you're the CEO and you love it and your passion. But I also don't want you to be so immersed in that you start to hate it because anything, you know, too much of anything is never a good thing, right? Too much of it to to the point where you're feeling overwhelmed and you feel like you can't have a life outside of it. That ain't a good thing, babe. Like we've got to shift your, your energy and your frequency around it. So that was a really big deciphering factor for me was shifting this. Now, this has been helpful even in the last week right in the last couple of weeks so those of you some of you who follow me on social media if you don't that's totally fine i had a pretty traumatic experience happen a couple of weeks ago and what has been amazing for me is realizing that the business is still working the business is still operating i've had more inquiries than ever Right, Even while I haven't necessarily been able to be face facing the front and doing everything, right? And it's helped me lean into a hell of a lot more trust and knowing that the business has it, the business has my back. And we do a lot of this stuff, right? and we we start to lean into this when we start to lean more into our own personal development work and our own spiritual work, right? So if you're someone who is not, doing your own personal development work, if you're not doing your own spiritual de- spiritual work um, and if you are sort of preaching these things, you know, you preach taking care of yourself, like any coach, I don't care if you coach fitness, I don't care what kind of coach you are, you will be prioritizing and you will be talking about people having boundaries. You'll be talking about people making sure that they take care of themselves. You're going to be talking about all of these things. And if you're not living by it and you're not looking at the blocks that are coming up for you or the uncomfortable pieces that are coming up for you, and if you're not leaning into trust and faith and you don't have that spiritual practice for you, I can tell you right now, your business is just going to be harder to grow. Does it? Is it impossible? no absolutely not it's not impossible to grow without it but it's probably just going to be a little bit harder right because you're not leaning into trust you're not leaning into faith and therefore you're going to feel like everything is being piled on your shoulders and that just leads to burnout and i used to feel like that in the first 18 months what what happened led to burnout i was i was actually managing chronic 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 fatigue (laughs) i was dealing and healing with chronic fatigue whilst working and i remember having naps in between my client sessions because i was so exhausted because i just wasn't practicing what i was preaching which is why whenever i work with my clients i say practice what you fucking preach right make sure that whatever you're telling your clients you are the living breathing embodiment of it because firstly it's going to feel better to teach them that But secondly, when did we decide that we have to give up our entire selves, our lives, our well-being in order to grow a business? If that's the case, fucking who wants it? Really? It doesn't have to be the case. Like we get to take care of ourselves throughout this entire process. And I just want to really, I really want to ram that one home because again, in the early stages, it's so easy to burn out. It's so easy to get overwhelmed. And I really want to make sure that you guys really take care of yourselves because one of the biggest mistakes that I made was not, one of the biggest mistakes that I made was not embodying the work and every single time I don't embody the work, I come up against so many blocks and I stop growing and I stop seeing the the results that I want to see, right? And we get to continue to grow as we continue to move on. I also had to, in a really big way, detach from what I thought the business was meant to look like. Has anyone got, like, anyone look up to other people in the space and in the industry and they kind of look at um, other people and they go, oh, you know, it's meant I'm meant to talk like this person and I'm meant to look like this and my marketing strategy is meant to be like this and that and blah 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 right anyone can relate to this because I know I can fucking relate to it (laughs) so I used to think things were meant to look a certain way and so I would uh structure my language to like kind of um be similar to the coaches that I was working with. I would kind of almost become a clone of them, right? And uh and and don't get me wrong, that's not such a bad thing, but it's also just it's really not tuning into what's true for you really not tuning into what's true for you and so that is always going to cause blockages and barriers right and this has happened to me early on this has happened midway as well probably like a couple maybe two years ago I started to sound a little bit more like other coaches and wasn't really tuned into my values right so I had to detach myself from what I thought I was meant to look like, what I thought I was meant to sound like, who I thought I was meant to be, and just started to be more of myself, more of my CEO self, not somebody else's CEO self, my CEO self. And my CEO self, still loves to have time off loves to go on holidays i'm going to go on holiday next month right loves to you know be able to take care of themselves loves to have a lot of money but loves to also really help people and provide value for free right that these things are important to me very important to me and so to not do that would mean that i was uh attaching myself to being somebody or you know living in somebody else's ideal that just wasn't mine just wasn't mine so detaching from what you think it should look like i think it's going to be really really important detaching from where you think you should be is also really important and embodying the idea that your success is inevitable right if you marry the idea of your business and you marry to this idea of like i'm in this for the fucking long haul and i know that we're going to get results and we're going to be okay if you marry yourself to the idea of your business there is no doubt it's just a matter of time it's just a matter of time there have been moments in my business where i'm going to be honest i have to had to lean into trust and faith and aligned action when it didn't look like anything was coming it looked like no one wanted to work with me it looked like i was on the brink of like fuck. i need to go get another job right like (laughs) really bad and every single time leaning into trust and faith and detaching from the outcome has allowed me to continue to grow and to expand, right? To continue to grow and expand. Because again, a lot of these practices and leaning into this faith is really important. Yeah, so I'm just looking, feeling so seen. Um, as someone recovering from burnout slash adrenal f- fatigue, I can really relate, yep. Um, it's 100%, especially when something huge comes up and I get scared to look at it, yeah, huge. Me following coaches who coach coaches on my Instagram. I don't coach coaches. <laughs> they their content not relative to my ideal client. Honestly babe, can definitely relate to that right and also like if you want to coach coaches use that kind of language but right this is going to feed into strategy language understanding your ideal client's language i'm actually going to teach you a little bit about how to start to understand that i go into more in that in my in my next course that i'll be launching today we go into fucking depth so you can really sharp with power and with clarity again but it's so important to be really looking at it from your lens, right? And actually looking at, okay, who do I want to be? How do I want to speak to these clients? How do I want to actually interact with them? Like, what if it didn't have to be the same way as somebody else? What it could, what if it could be my own way? Because there's no right or wrong way, right? It's just like, okay, you're either talking to your ideal client or you're not right? You're either having a conversation with them or you're not because you're talking to your peers, right? Huge, 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 huge. Um, I also realized and recognized pretty early on that there is actually, I I used to think like, okay, if if a coach is going to give me a strategy, I have to follow everything step by step by step by step by step. And I would ask the questions of like, well, how do I have more clients? And how do I have blah, 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 right? And these are the kinds of questions that I would have. There's no one way that's the perfect strategy. In my next course, I'm going to be teaching strategy that I think works well for most people because I've worked with dozens of coaches and we've seen results with these strategies, but there's no one perfect way. There's no one magic pill that's going to have the business blow up. What you can actually consistently show up in is going to be your best strategy. It's the honest truth, right? (laughs) And uh, expanding your capacity to do more, to be more, to have more right? So there's no one perfect fucking strategy. If that were the case, don't you think that we would have heard about it by now? The coaching industry has been around for a while. If there was one perfect strategic way to have results, then yeah, we probably would have heard about it, right? There's just trialing and shifting and making sure that we choose a strategy that is really consistent, that we can consistently use. And we're able to shift things and change things as we desire. Does that mean that there are certain strategies that I think are better than others? Yes, absolutely. Do I think that some are kind of gross and sleazy? Yes, absolutely, right? But also I'm not gonna judge anyone for their choices. Like you do you, babe. I don't fucking care. (laughs) So the next piece is detaching from the noise. On an energetic, emotional level, there's going to be a lot of noise. Okay. Especially guys, for those of you who are in the early stages of your business, um, or if you're wanting to expand and you're feeling like you're in a funk, especially you guys who are here. And I know some of you guys are going through this burnout. You're in a funk. You're uncomfortable. Things are not going the way that you want to, right? In these times where you are seeing a fuck ton of noise, it's important to detach from it and to know what you stand for what's important to you what you value right and noise can be things like people's opinions all over the internet uh noise can be you know your family's opinions noise can be friendships opinions right noise can be major distractions that go on in life right like uh, big big issues that come through and all of those things we need to make sure that we're detaching from we go okay everyone's going to hold a different opinion everyone's going to look at things through a different lens And I just need to stand true to what I believe in, right? It doesn't actually fucking matter what other people believe in. It matters what I believe in. (laughs) It's a major thing to look at and a major thing to recognize. So detaching from the noise is just realizing what stands true with me. What do I resonate with? What do I not look at things where you do get triggered and notice, okay, is this something because it's rubbing up against my values, right? AKA like if you see stuff that people post and you go, I feel so triggered by them and the way that they produce things, the way that they do content recognizing, is this because I personally want to be like them? Okay. There might be something in that for me. If it's not because of that, right? And it's because it's just rubbing up against your boundaries and it's actually rubbing up against your values, then also disconnect, disconnect, right? You don't have to be immersed in so many different things. Um, I followed so many coaches on IG and I feel like I'm always comparing myself to them and their content slash how they show up. Most of the time it doesn't resonate with me anyways. And I know that I'll do things my own way, but I still get lost. Oh my gosh, Anthony, you're going to love what I'm going to share later on then. (laughs) Because yeah, the comparisonitis piece is your biggest cock block right? If you consume more content than you create, we've got a fucking problem, right? If you consume more content than you create, we have a problem because the consumption of content is not allowing you to meet your ideal clients. It's the truth. It's the truth. I get so much pressure, my own from following too many coaches who keep saying, make this much more. (laughs) And also like you're at different phases and different stages. If it's starting to feel like it's not inspiration anymore, unfollow people. I've had people who unfollow me who have probably been in this course, right? Who are watching me live right now, who have followed me, then unfollowed me, then followed me, then unfollowed me because I've probably rubbed up against them in terms of triggering them and activating them. And if I'm somebody who does trigger you and activate you in terms of the way that I run business, That's okay. How I run it is going to be different to how you run it. Run it how it feels best for you. But also know that you do have to show up for your business, right? You do have to do the fucking thing, right? So that's really huge. Detaching from the noise, allowing yourself to look into trust um, and faith and taking aligned action. I can't tell you how much it's important to step into taking aligned action. Most people don't take aligned action. Most people will lean into the trust and faith. Oh, the clients are coming. I can feel it. You know, they're just on the precipice and then they don't post for a month babe, come on, you have to take the aligned action. You need to talk to your clients. You need to be online, right? And if you're afraid of being online, you're going to want to know all about content codes, uh, you know, with the and the pieces that we're going into, because my goodness, there's, there's so much in it, the content reset, there's so, so, so much in it, because Yeah, people really struggle with this in a major way. In a major way, and that's why I'm running courses on this because, again, it's like it's so fucking annoying when you when you are trying to put yourself out there and you feel like you're comparing yourself to every Tom, Dick, and Harry, and then you lose your creativity, right? And when we're like comparing ourselves to everyone else, we lose all forms of creativity. We do, and you're allowed to compare. There's nothing wrong with comparing, but consistently comparing, babe, you know, it's it's gonna feel uncomfortable. It's gonna feel uncomfortable um so i ended up i'm following a bunch and it was refreshing big yes i'm following why do we need to why do we do this to ourselves (laughs) yeah it can happen you know it can happen it can bring up all the stuff so um detaching from entitlement as well has been a major thing this is going to sound odd right but sometimes we can get into the coaching space and we can see people who are like I I know, And I've done this as well, where it's like, oh, I don't need to do sales calls. I don't need to speak to a client. If they want to work with me, they just know and they just DM me and then I send them a payment link. Also, that's okay if that's the process that you want to use or if that's the process that you are using. There is nothing wrong with that process, right? However... For me, when I was using that process, it was not coming from a place of embodiment. It was not coming from a place of uh, alignment. For me, it was coming from a place of entitlement, like kind of almost this um, pedestalation, like putting myself on a pedestal of feeling like, no, nope, you rise up to my level or see you fucking later, right? And that's not the case for a lot of people in the space. That's not the case for a lot of coaches in the space, but that's how it felt to me when I was doing it. Not that it feels like that when other people do it. It just felt that way for me. And so I had to detach t- from this, this idea of entitlement. And I had to ask myself, well, what am I willing to do to have the business that I want? How much am I willing to show up? How many conversations am I willing to have to be able to have the business that I want? How What am I willing to do, right? And actually getting really clear on that and having boundaries around my sales process around my client journey around the conversations that I would have and the way that I used to run things versus how I run them today is different and it will also change again but I had to detach myself from entitlement and go well what's actually in alignment what's the process that I want things to be like how do I want to show up in this way and um, shifting myself and shifting from judging myself for wanting to do it a certain way and also when that certain way that you're doing things becomes a leak aka you don't have time to be responding to your DMs or you don't have time in your calendar to be able to do sales calls, that's when you go, all right, fantastic. I have to change my approach. And that's totally fine. When you want to do that, you change your approach, you you change it into a different place. But again, if it's coming from a place of entitlement, we have to look at it. We have to look at it. Another piece on this energetic level, and there's only a couple more pieces and then we're going straight into strategy. Um, I had to realize that the worst content that I made or the worst presentation that I did wasn't nearly that bad. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was. And the best content that I thought I had made or the best journey or like the masterclass that I'd ever run or the best process I've ever taken my clients through was also never usually as good as I thought it was, right? So your best is never as bad as you think it is, but um, also, sorry, your best is never as good as you think it is, but your worst is never as bad as you think it is. What that means is that You're actually doing really well. (laughs) You're doing a lot better than what you think you are. So if you're putting stuff out there and you're like, oh, my God, that's so bad. No one liked it, blah, blah, blah. I can always guarantee you, it's not as bad as what you think it is, right? The perception and the way that the ego kind of flares up anything that we don't get a response to um, and makes us feel bad about ourselves and brings up all of our shit to the surface, especially the first year or if you're trying to expand and scale or if you're nursing burnout, like if you are managing and dealing with burnout, your ego is going to be a lot louder. I'm just going to be honest. Or if you go through a massive emotional experience like me over the last week, right? I have this multiple six-figure business. I turn over roughly thirty dollars to $40,000 a month. And, <laughs> and during this time, don't get me wrong, right? I had My ego was so fucking strong oh, you know what, if no one wants to work with me, right, all of these emotions came to the fucking surface. And I don't judge any of that shit. I just go, all right, there's work to be done. All right, I've got to look at this a little bit more. All right, I have to be in this a little bit further. So let me know if this lands for you guys around like going, oh my gosh, actually, that's a big permission slip that my worst is never that bad and my best is really never that good. So let's just keep fucking doing the thing. Let's keep putting our work out there. Let's keep showing up and doing different processes and let's not take anything as failure. Because in reality, it's kind of not it's kind of not and noticing if your ego does show up and your ego is sort of like your inner mean girl and she's going to feed you bullshit every single time you're on the edge of a breakthrough or you're doing something that is putting you out of your comfort zone so if you're doing something that is putting you out of your comfort zone babe your ego is fucking there your ego is coming up it is there i can guarantee you but if you think it's not i promise you it is so let me know if this has been something that's been coming up for you a lot because it used to come up for me and i noticed it last week i was like damn you know i gotta do some work on this um and that's totally part of of this it's totally perfect uh, the next piece is that if you don't believe, and I already touched on this before, if you don't believe, and this was a big thing for me, if I did not believe that I was going to be successful every time I was not believing in myself and I was really down on myself, um, my strategy and the strategy that I was kind of launching with never worked, right? I would half-ass it. I would um, not really, I would like talking riddles to my clients, right? So basically like talking riddles on social media, AKA they had no fucking idea what I was talking about. They're like, oh, I love Laura, but like what does this offer? What what is it doing? <laughs> I don't get it. Right. So I'd kind of talk in riddles and I wouldn't really like look at the strategy very much in depth. Um, I would sabotage the strategy, I would hide from social media for days on end, all that kind of stuff. And um, it was because I wasn't believing in it. So without belief and without that strength and that inner strength to continue to move forward, aka tuning into that why, for me, strategy never landed. Um, a lot of those really intense strategic ways uh of boosting business also never never really landed for me anyway especially if it was a fuck no in my body it never landed like if something felt like this feels like a fuck no this doesn't feel like a leak this just feels like it's out of integrity for me it never landed and that's huge it was huge to recognize this it was huge to realize this so the next piece is boundaries oh my gosh on an energetic level you need to have boundaries with your business you need to have boundaries with your clients guys if you are letting your clients text you if you're letting everyone text you and they have basically access to you 24-7, you have told them they have access to you 24-7, you're going to burn out immediately. You have to have boundaries. <laughs> you must have boundaries. If you're like, oh, I can't hold that many people in a group container or I don't have any space for more one-on-one clients, I don't have any space for blah, blah, blah. I have no doubt that right now your boundary is a shit house. So having a strategic level of boundaries about what you're willing to do is going to be really important. So for example, you know, when I used to run group programs, this was in 2020, the first group program, I was so people-pleasing to my clients. I was helicopter coaching everyone, making sure everyone was okay. You guys okay. How can I help? What can I do? Blah, blah, blah. I was such a helicopter coach. I wouldn't let, I would basically let people message me one-on-one to ask me questions. Even though I already had one-on-one clients, people would message me one-on-one to ask me questions. Um, People would, be posting stuff in the group on a, on a Sunday and I would respond oh my god I would respond oh fucking bizarre I would respond to questions like at 7 p.m on an evening I didn't have any boundaries and I was like oh poor me why am I so burnt out right why is my ego flaring up why can't I not hold any more clients why am I only holding like 50 people at a time right I kept asking myself this question of like why why not why not and then I went hang in a minute. I have no fucking boundaries. So for me, what was really helpful was to actually say to every client, Hey, if you're in a group coaching program, it's to be treated as such. Do not come into my DMS and ask me questions because you've got to ask it in the group container. And I'll respond Monday to Friday right? And then with my one-on-one clients, I, they all know uh, if it hits after 5 PM, I'm not fucking responding. I'll respond to you within 24 hours. Um, and over the weekend, I probably won't respond. If I do respond on a Saturday, don't get used to it. (laughs) And this also helped them, especially the ones who were coaches to realize, Oh my God, I can have boundaries. Hang on a minute. I also implemented Voxer. I used to have a separate work phone and I would just like bring it everywhere. Then I implemented Voxer. So I'd turn the notifications off. I have a structure and a strategy for how, when I respond to people, I like to respond to people for thing in the morning. Any of my one-on-ones right now who are on here are going to be like, yeah, I noticed that she does this. I respond first thing in the morning. I like to respond around midday. Uh, and then I like to respond before close a business, right? And if you use it, fantastic. If you don't need me in Vox, then that's totally fine. I'll always be there for you. But that's how I kind of like to roll things. Now, granted, last week when I was sick, I was checking it maybe once a day, right? I was not checking it nearly as much as what I do now. But that's life right and having the strategy and the structure in place of this has been so incredibly helpful for clients but also for myself and my energy because i know that i can hold i can hold a ton of people in a group program if i'm not getting 4500 dms 24 7. and you'd be surprised how important having these boundaries is yeah huge um so i'm looking at the ego piece yeah you know this is me the last couple of months Yeah, my ego is so strong And also, like, we love the ego, right? But we just don't want them running the fucking show. So, again, what I'm doing in uh, the content reset, which is, like, the next program, I'm going to talk about it later, and especially when we start talking about social media. It's all about managing a healthy relationship with the ego as well. We're going to be working on that because that's going to help you be able to get out of this comparisonitis bullshit and actually show up with creativity and excitement again. Um, So, we're going to be talking about that too. So, Yeah. Stepped away, ego constantly comes up. Yeah, loving this. Thank you. Setting clear expectations. Yeah, I used to be a primary school teacher. Or also consistency as a client. You know when? Absolutely. Clients know that they're going to hear from me. You'll never question if you're going to hear from me. You will hear from me. And I also have processes in place to find out how a client likes to be supported. I'm like, do you like to be supported? All the time. Do you like me to wait for you to reach out? Right. I have a, a whole intake form and I have a Google form basically set up where I ask them, How do you like to be supported? Because I want to help my clients, but also I'm not going to fucking guess how you want to be supported. Right. So having even that on a strategic back end system of asking somebody, How do you like to be supported? If there was ever a miscommunication or if they were ever upset, it's going back to, well, you know, you did mention on the form that you don't really like major reach outs. If you need, if you, if you feel like you need me, you said you were going to reach out, right? So, and if someone says they like to be reached out often, I'll reach out once a week, right? It's just having those conversations, having those systems in place so that your clients are getting a great service. And also you just know what to expect from it too. Do you know what I mean? It's really important. I used to be a primary school teacher and boundaries are a huge thing that needs to be worked on. Yep. Yeah, Perf- personal boundaries, however, are, cl- are completely different. Personal boundaries are also really important so that you can do the business, right? If you don't have boundaries and people get mad at you because you're working on your business and working on things, then you know you need to look at that too. um The next piece as well was looking at the seasons you are in as well. Everybody's in different seasons. Sometimes you're in a season of summer where everything seems to be going well and business is very seasonal, right? And, and people don't want to say this, right? But it is. It's the truth. And if you have good Uh, boundaries and good structures in place. Like your seasons can, you can constantly be building the barometer of what it is that you're willing to accept in terms of money in your business but they can be quite seasonal which means that you can be going through a winter period in your business where you know this typically happens when we're dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome there's a lot of ego deaths we're kind of planting the seeds for the future we're waiting for things to sprout and to grow and then we can move into summer and summer feels like oh my god every single person every man and their dog wants to work with me this is amazing i'm getting so many inquiries so many clients coming through this is fantastic and then you know it might kind of get a bit quieter again whatever you do next month is going to set you up for the next The month after and everything kind of compounds and effort tends to compound into results so even if you don't see it right away right this second um, you might actually start to see it a little bit more moving forward And everything is seasonal. You know, I've just kind of gone through what I would declare as kind of like, I've had a bit of wintery kind of seasons. Now I have energetic standards with money and with my relationship with money and my relationship with my business of what it is that I expect to have come through all the time. The next piece is like looking at again, the seasons that you're in. So everybody goes through different seasons in business and it's really important not to judge yourself. If you are in that state of winter, sometimes it can be that new offerings are wanting to come through and new things are wanting to come through for you. So, just be aware of this right new offerings can be on the precipice of jumping through into your space um and trust that process now the winter lasts longer the more that you are uh trying to get away from it if you're like oh my god it's so bad i need something to fix it and you don't want to sit in the winter and you don't want to sit in these feelings and sitting in the feelings can be like literally an hour right it can be a couple of days it doesn't have to be a long time But if you're not willing to acknowledge it and witness and recognize it, it usually lasts for longer. So winter periods can, you know, all these seasons can become a lot shorter and shorter and shorter as you become more seasoned in the space of business. But having someone to hold you and to support you in that, aka one-on-one coach, um, doing that business business coaching, a lot of you guys who are my one-on-one clients, you'll know about this, really, really helps and is really powerful. So the next piece, and this is a final one that I'm talking about with energy and then we're going into strategy. So we're going to go straight into strategy for the last half an hour, because I know it's really important, but is loving the process this last part is loving the process not only the result if you do not love the process of business don't be in business because the process of business is going to be up it's going to be down it's going to be everything in between your shadows are going to come up um you know and i see every time my shadow comes up and i have a shadow self appear itself to me um it means that a breakthrough is about to occur right every time a limiting belief comes up a breakthrough is about to occur. Every time I feel like I'm procrastinating, and this is going to be different for everybody. Every time I procrastinate something and I procrastinate on an idea and I procrastinate for a long time, usually I go, fuck, this is big and I'm on the verge of a breakthrough. So we can see these things as like signals that things aren't going to work and everything's fucked up and life is hard and blah, 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 blah. Or <laughs> alternatively, we can view it as actually hang on a minute. This is part of the process and I'm going to see results, you know, anyway. So it's important. Pardon me. My goodness, I just burped on a live. Pardon me, guys. (laughs) But loving the process is going to help you show up so much fucking more for all of this work. If you start to begin to love the process, I promise you, you will find a lot more peace with the ups and downs of this business journey. And there is a lot of ups and downs of this business journey. Ah, Oh my gosh. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed recording it and creating it because my goodness, did I enjoy creating this? (laughs) I had so much fun with it. I cannot even begin to tell you. Um, So I just wanted to remind you here that we do have those one-on-one spaces available uh, when it comes to business coaching, three one-on-one spaces available for business coaching. I also have some spaces available at the moment um, to work with me on a mindset level. So if you're interested in mindset coaching, then make sure that you apply down below if you're interested in business coaching then make sure that you send me a dm make sure you send me a dm on instagram i'd be happy to talk to you i'm very selective and very mindful of people that i take into containers when it comes to one-on-one which is the reason why i like to either talk to you or i like to read an in-depth form to get to know you to be able to know that yep i'm 100 the right person to be working with you and to support you on your growth journey be it in business or be it in your mindset and your lives in general so make sure that if you like this podcast that you share it with a friend you share it on social media you rate it you review it you do all the things to make sure that this gets out to way more ears and eyes i wish that i could say that i'm somebody who doesn't really mind about if people read or review but i'm not gonna lie i absolutely adore it i absolutely love it so make sure that you do all of those things and i will see you next week